Is there anything more familiar than the sight of the moon shining at night? Humans have written about its beauty for millennia. Despite the artificial glow of streetlights, if someone asked you to name something that could be found in the night sky, chances are the moon would come to mind first. And that makes sense, given that the moon has lit our nighttime paths since the dawn of humanity. That's what conventional science and ancient literature would have us believe. But some of us don't buy into that line of thinking. Instead, some believe that the moon hasn't been around for as long as we'd like to think because the moon isn't really a moon. It's a hollow structure fabricated by extraterrestrials, possibly as an observatory or spaceship. If you've never heard of this theory, called either the hollow moon theory or spaceship moon theory, you might think this is a new conspiracy theory that started on Reddit, but in that you'd be mistaken. Surprisingly, this theory was birthed into popular culture by none other than the great science fiction master H.G. Wells in his 1901 book, The First Men in the Moon. Thereafter, it was mentioned in the Russian periodical Sputnik in 1970 as a scientific take on why the moon isn't as dense as the Earth. From there, the hollow moon theory has gone on to become a popular science fiction trope. But none of these publications are what made the hollow moon theory seem plausible to most of us here in the West. That was actually done by NASA itself. The following is a snippet of an Apollo 12 mission recollection stated by Pete Conrad, the mission's captain, and retold by two of his fellow shipmates as displayed on NASA's historical website. A lunar orbit to cover the sites better, and we also elected to stay an extra day in lunar orbit so that we could complete the work without feeling pressured. We took hundreds of stills and thousands of feet of motion picture film of the Fra Mauro site, and of the Descartes-Lalonde craters, two other proposed landing sites. Meantime, the experiments we had left on the lunar surface were busy recording and transmitting data. They all worked well with one exception and were really producing useful data. One unexpected result came from the seismic experiment recording the impact of Intrepid on the surface after we had jettisoned it. The entire moon rang like a gong, vibrating and resonating for almost an hour after the impact. The best guess was that the moon was composed of a rubble a lot deeper below its surface than anybody had assumed. The internal structure, being fractured instead of a solid mass, could bounce the seismic energy from piece to piece for quite a while. The same phenomenon was observed at two ALSEP stations when the Apollo 14 crew jettisoned their lunar module Antares and programmed it to crash between the Apollo 12 and 14 sites. With every mission after Apollo 12, additional seismic calibrations were obtained by aiming the Saturn SIVB stage to impact a selected point on the moon after separation from the spacecraft. The seismic vibrations from these impacts lasted about three hours. As soon as NASA was reported as saying the moon had rang like a gong when struck, Many Americans understood this to mean that the moon could, in fact, be hollow. On the surface, it makes sense. A ringing sound would seem to come from something hollow, and nobody alive today would know for sure how the moon became the moon. Could it have been built? Could it be a spaceship or observatory? We'll discuss it now on Sage, Skeptic, and Storyteller.
Thanks for joining us at Triple S Podcast. I'm Jen. I'm Ellen. And I'm Annette. And we're coming at you today with the hollow moon theory, otherwise called the spaceship moon theory, which some people just love this theory. I love this theory as a story because, oh my God, what is more interesting than taking something that you see every single day and making it into something that could be new and possibly even menacing? I mean, the moon as a spaceship or a hollow structure amazing from a storytelling point of view it's awesome absolutely it's it's something that everyone knows what it is or we think we know what it is anyway you know from Mm -hmm. when you're a little kid you learn about the moon and and it just seems so innocent sitting up there in the sky yeah it's a friendly little light at night a lot of people worship it Uh, many different spiritualities throughout history it has it plays such an integral role in the Earth's functions, and you know we're even taught that our monthly cycles are because of the moon. You know, so yeah, it it's, it, it affects the tides of the ocean, and uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, is it hollow? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I love to hate this conspiracy theory because it kicks me in the proverbial balls. <laughs> oh, you mean hard, like, to, hard to disprove? No, it's so easy to disprove. <laughs> and like just the fact that people believe this for me is just like. Okay, what's worse, believing in flat earth or hollow moon? Oh, oh, that's definitely hard. Flat, I would say flat, flat earth. earth. I would say flat earth too. <laughs> yeah, 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 flat okay, earth yeah. for sure. So this is slightly yeah, less I don't, crazy. Yeah, because with flat earth, I don't even know how you logically process that idea. Like, Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. fully understand that one either. Do they think the moon is flat too? Do they think all these other planets and things we can see in the sky that look, you know, like spherical in nature, do they think those are flat too? Or... We need to dive into that I don't that know, one. but like I saw this great illustration of the earth being flat and then a lamp over it that just like lit the whole earth because it was flat. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Yeah. There you go. Like, uh-huh, but have then, you, have these people never been like- in an airplane? <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I, I mean, with the price we of airplane. We dive into that one. Mm, yeah. I mean, with the price like, of airline tickets, imagine but, that, you know, you are not wealthy enough to afford airline tickets. So you never get on a plane in your lifetime and you grow to an adult and you're like, hey, I heard that the earth is flat and that sounds plausible. And since you don't really think about it any further than that, you're not like, but wait, how do we have different times of day where the shadows move around and everything like that? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm sure that theory has many explanations for those sure things. <laughs> but yeah. the hollow moon, by comparison, is way, way easier to believe because everybody knows yeah. that the moon is cheese and it's full of holes. Oh, right. And, uh, but, you know, there, there is a lot of unknown. There's more unknowns about the moon than there is about Earth. And there is, because of that, quote, from the intro that you so beautifully used uh, because NASA said it rang like a bell and they've measured these moon quakes and it does ring like a bell. Mm -hmm. Is that weird? Does that mean it's hollow? 
No, it actually gives us more understanding of what the moon is actually composed of and, mm-hmm. you know, the actual nature of the moon. So, you know, t- to stretch it to say that it's hollow is, yeah, you, you know, it's a, that's a leap to make, but... Well, according uh, to what I've found. There's other weird things about the moon, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, there there mm-hmm. are other weird things about the moon. The moon but... is fucked up, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> Menacing. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. So why does the why does it ring like a bell? Well, did that, and then you can bring up the other fucked up things about the moon because yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. interesting. The bell and, is weird, uh, though. Mm-hmm. I might be able to give uh, some scientific data based off of what you say is weird about the moon. But the reason that it rings like a bell is yeah. because there's no moisture on the moon. Huh. Oh, oh cool. There's no water there's because no if you look at sound, well, look at yeah. if you look at how sound waves move, if it's more humid in an area. Sound moves slower because mm-hmm. the water is impeding it. The okay. the moisture in the air is impeding the sound because those are, you know, water, moisture molecules, gases in the air that are hitting the sound waves. And so mm-hmm. the sound waves tend to get damped, dampened quicker. Mm-hmm. Earth has a lot of water, even deep in the earth. We have mm-hmm. in our soil, we have a lot of moisture. And mm-hmm. so it does, it stops sound much quicker so if you have an earthquake yeah you can measure it and you can monitor it but the sound waves will stop at a certain point because there's enough resistance from moisture on the earth Mm -hmm. to be able to stop that sound Mm -hmm. whereas on the moon there is no moisture there so there's nothing to dampen the sound so the sound just kind of bounces around until it naturally comes to its its conclusion yeah okay I and, actually like that explanation. I haven't heard that explanation before for that. And uh, yeah, sounds feasible. If if you think about it, <laughs> yeah. like if you were to explain really? this on the like absolute most basic terms, a lot of people can identify with going to like a swimming pool or a lake or a river to swim around. And if you put your head under the water and you try to listen for other sounds, you can hear people talking above the surface, but it's very muffled. It's, and if, even if you were to grab a speaker and play it under the water, it sounds weird. It sounds mm-hmm. distorted and like almost longer and more drawn out. And, you know, cause this, uh, this um, phenomenon is at play where the water is dampening the sound experience. Um, so if you think about how that works, then it, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. The water would totally dampen sound waves. Um, but also something that was adding a little bit of a complication to this theory was the fact that the moon was found to be less dense than the earth. And that was already like popular information before NASA came out and said that the moon rang like a bell, which or a gong, as as um, I had relayed in the original quote there. Um, But it's said both ways very often. And um, it was actually, (laughs) from what I read, like a case of mistaken information, because when NASA said it rang like a gong, they weren't they actually were not talking about its literal sound. And a lot of people took it literally to mean that it audibly rang like a 
real bell or that they could hear something ringing out in space. But that's... No, 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 no. Sound does not travel in space. If there is an explosion next to you, you will not hear it if you're in space. (laughs) So it didn't ring like a gong or whatever. It it, it just produced the waves, the sound waves basically from that. They could like almost feel it. It like, was a feeling. It was, it was a uh, what they would okay. the the moon's equivalent of an earthquake, and they call it a moonquake um, because okay, it's on the that, moon. Mm, thank you. That makes a yeah. lot more sense to me too because I've read about the well. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard that quote both ways: gong or bell. And especially with bell, it makes you think that there's a sound involved with this. But yeah. you're right, Annette. There's not any sound in space. So right. they're not going to yeah. hear anything. So, okay. No, and okay, the moon doesn't really have an atmosphere. Me. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So scientists don't know exactly how the moon got there, though, right? Isn't that still a mystery? Like, I know there's one theory it came from the Earth, I think. Or like. That it was originally part of the Earth. Space. Yeah. Or that yeah. It, was a, it was a large celestial object that got caught in Earth's gravity. Or yeah, like, it's just like. It's, yeah. it's, it's in a very convenient spot where it is, you yeah. know, like the distance between the moon and the earth and, and the, the earth and the sun. I don't know. It's like the, the, the moon and the sun, you know, when we get an eclipse, they line up like perfectly. It's, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that's something that Isaac you know, Asimov was quoted as talking about when he yeah. was, you know, talking about the wonder that is the moon he was quoted as saying something like how, you know, what a what a strange coincidence it is that the moon should be exactly the size to fit within the bounds of the sun when they're lined up like that. It could completely cover it, you know, like so, um, you know, that ended yeah. up leading to a lot of this belief, too. And all these little teeny tiny either misunderstandings or pieces of genuine information that were taken out of context began to snowball and created this idea that the moon could potentially be hollow. And then, of course, the extension of that idea is why would it be hollow? What's mm-hmm. the purpose of hollowness? Well, because yeah. it's a construct like a constructed thing that was made by extraterrestrials as part of a pa- spaceship or observatory. So, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe it's part of the soul trap. Maybe it is. And yeah. I've We've heard of that, too. We discussed Soul Trap (laughs) last time in our previous episode. And um, there are people who believe that the moon is hollow and that it is part of the Soul Trap. It could be the um, the soul warehouse we were speaking of, if you want to call it that. (laughs) Control center. The control center. And of course, even more things were uh, like even more pandemonium was assigned to was assigned to the moon excuse me when um they found those pictures of a supposed structure on the moon that looked like a oh yeah yeah and the face they oh and didn't they find a face on mars too on mars yeah yeah there's also a theory that mars is hollow by the way (laughs) oh (laughs) And there's a theory that the Earth is hollow. Mm. Oh, man. Man, what? all these See, hollow planet theories. We can't even help do, ourselves. Do, do people <laughs> not understand how gravity works? Like, Probably not. Do you not 
understand the <laughs> equations for gravity that make absolutely perfect sense mm-hmm. based on the mass of the earth. And if you calculate for what the earth is made of, it creates the mass of the earth. And that is, uh, that is our force of gravity. I want to say like most people probably don't understand how gravity works because. Uh, oh, well, know. that's I, really sad. I don't. <laughs> I mean, not so specifically. Not exactly, I mean, anyway. yeah, people understand you drop something, it falls. Um, you trip, you fall. It's gravity, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's very simple. And it doesn't matter to the size of the object within a vacuum, mm-hmm. everything will fall at the same speed on Earth. And mm-hmm. it will fall at a different speed if you go to another planet because the force of gravity is different. Right. Now, the force of gravity between Venus and Earth is very, like, the size of the planets are, are approximate. like, Venus is just slightly smaller than Earth. And uh, Mars is quite smaller than Earth. So you have less gravitational force on Mars. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is all calculatable. Like, you can calculate this and... You know, if you believe in the moon landing, which I do because, you know, (laughs) science and uh, my grandpa who worked for JPL and NASA was very much in uh, working on that project. So I and I I don't understand these big conspiracy theories like did we actually land on the moon? You know, it is so difficult to contain a conspiracy like you, you have mm-hmm. to control so many people's mouths and so many moving parts. Like, how is that even a thing? I'm, well, like, you could, you could argue that the conspiracy got out. It was leaked, but they're just doing damage control and trying to make those people look crazy. The people who believe yeah, in it, even okay. though it's the truth. But why? That's what I always ask. Why? I don't know. Power, why? Control, money. Like, what? Why does anyone do anything? Why would the United States government? benefit from putting up such an elaborate hoax that we had landed on the <laughs> yeah, moon. I was going to say to beat the Soviets. Uh, I mean, yeah, we, we, I mean, we did have that motivation. That's pretty shallow, though. But the science, the math, <laughs> yeah. the math and the science that they used to get to the moon have made technological advances in our society you know, so why microwaves. haven't we, why haven't Things we like been going to the moon more often? I feel like we had all this uh, moon We shit lost going funding. On. Oh. Uh, America, America lost interest in it. And so we weren't, the, the NASA wasn't hmm. being funded as uh, heavily as they had been in the past. So, all right. Um, but now we're going back to the moon and uh yeah and other india just went to the moon right yeah well we're sending astronauts back to the moon yeah the united states Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have plans to send astronauts to mars too so um but you know with 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 these kind of things like even with the moon if you're gonna account for it to uh be a hollow structure you know, if you take into consideration, we do know the the materials that the moon is made of. We don't know necessarily like what is in its core, perhaps, yeah. but but we do That's know what the uh, what the moon is made of, and we can calculate out that mass, and that mass does equal the moon's gravitational force. Mm-hmm. So 
the science adds me. up, you're saying? Yeah, the, for, yeah, the science yeah. adds up. And science isn't one of those things that you can just tweak a few numbers because the, these principles are universally used. Mm-hmm. You can use them on any celestial object and it will always come out the same. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about, you, you were saying, you know, it's it's just in the perfect place. Well, the whole solar system is aligned basically approximately with the Fibonacci sequence. You know, this sequence is something that exists everywhere. Nature repeats it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember exactly what that, you know, the The Fibonacci sequence is how it, how everything doubles upon itself. It, you know, and it's shaped like a nautilus. Yes. Yeah. That thing. Okay. Yep. Well, that, and that's how, you know, if you basically double the distance between one planet to the next, that's basically where they align. So as above, so below. Yeah. And you know, earth. (laughs) Yeah. How did, how did earth get a moon like that? Well, you know, like Saturn has 80 something moons and Jupiter has. (laughs) How come we only have one? I know. I feel like Mars has two. Lame. I know. We got Mars is changed. <laughs> yeah, Mars's two moons are like I don't count those as moons. They're just floating rocks, man. They they they're not even circular. Like <laughs> they're just they are they're satellites, but I wouldn't call them a moon. Don't hold them. Wait. They'll cry. If the, moon, <laughs> if the moon came from outer space, let's say the moon came from somewhere else that just came into our orbit, how come it didn't just crash into the Earth? You know. Well, it's it's actually in a it's in a perfect spot to not fall into earth. It's actually, it's actually moving away from earth at a steady, at a steady rate. It is leaving the earth's atmosphere. So trying to get away from us. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I guess we better get there and make our moon station (laughs) so that Mm -hmm. the moon can then become a proper spaceship so that we can just ride it out into the sunset or whatever. But Yeehaw. if the moon was a space a spaceship and yeah. they would need to stay in orbit and use boosters yeah. and stuff, then why would they be floating away? Wouldn't don't you think that if it would find like you, there would be abnormalities, mm. whether it's closer to the moon or like closer to the Earth or further away from the Earth, because you would be having to use boosters and. But isn't just gravity keeping it in place at this point? Like well, even yeah, if it, even I mean, if, whether it's made by a species or it just floated here from somewhere or it came from out of the earth at this point gravity is just keeping it where it is right but the moon is weird though it doesn't like spin right you just see one side of it all the time Mm. like what's up with that that's not normal for plant for things to do right (laughs) well why not i don't know i thought everything spun when it was orbiting but I, doesn't the moon just like stay kind of facing the same way all the time? Well, if it stayed facing the same Am way all the time, then wouldn't we see different sides of it because of how spinning works? So it would have to spin very slowly for us to yeah. always see the same side of it. I don't know. I'm not explaining this very well, but I've just seen things about how the moon just doesn't, it doesn't act like other things in the solar system. Do so. Hmm. 
But our solar system is just like one very minuscule part of mm -hmm. a bigger galaxy even yeah and that galaxy is just a minuscule part of an even bigger universe so the fact that something is a little different is you know explainable like that's understandable mm -hmm. by statistics you know you're you're not going to have everything behaving in the same way and if mm -hmm. you look at why is the moon made of different material than earth well so is mars and so is venus and then we have these gas giants, you know, mm -hmm. and so they're all composed of different things. Isn't Lots Uranus a gas giant? Uranus is a gas giant. <laughs> That's right. It My is. anus is also a gas giant. <laughs> Your mom's Uranus. <laughs> yes. But mm. like, okay, so you you have me feeling better about the moon. Like, I, I feel like maybe it's just a moon. <laughs> So, but what are some other things you heard about the moon? Oh, well, okay. Riddle me this. The, I've heard that the, what is the term? Mantle, the crust of the moon is very hard. And it, it's weird because when asteroids hit it, this is just what I've heard. I can't quote anything right now, but like they don't go super deep. It's like they make these wide, shallow craters, almost like, underneath that moon dust is a very hard you know maybe metal layer <laughs> of a spaceship hiding under a bunch of moon dust it, it's just weird how and then again going with the ringing of the gong like it's like it's a very dense layer but then they're saying that that the moon isn't dense on the inside so what the fuck yo <laughs> 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 I mean, I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. yeah. But what is the difference between a moon crater and an earth crater? Like if you if you look at the earth's, you know. Well, I don't know. They're, See, this the is, craters this is are where pretty should, big on This is where I should have some research to come in and and, and bring or it, it you know. It's it's just what I've seen talked about before online though is that the craters are weird and they don't seem to go very deep and so it's almost like we just can't get very deep on the moon, you know. Right. Like I've I wonder how far we've been too. able to drill. Really? I've, okay. I've okay. seen I've seen those yeah that discussion like when I was doing research to to figure out exactly where this conspiracy theory came from because um I just I was I got curious I was like well where the heck did this idea come from that the moon is hollow because until you had mentioned it I hadn't considered that the moon could be hollow and a new theory for me too yeah it was totally <laughs> new and I was like what yeah. it was almost yeah. like saying the moon was cheese to me and I was like huh yeah. and then so I got curious about where it came from and ended up of course once again on reddit and saw people talking about how the craters are supposedly much more shallow than impact craters here on earth and they spread out a lot wider um from the center from the impact site as if there's something hard underneath all of that yeah. which well i think that they I, I feel like they would spread out more just based off of the atmospheric conditions of earth versus the moon uh and the fact that there's again the no earth moisture would slow there. yeah uh, th that too uh, like that's actually that's actually really interesting and i want to know what the difference between the size difference between 
the moon and earth craters and craters on Mars, you know, take it even yeah. further because we can, we can look at those too. Yeah. You know, other planets, the, what's it look like? Yeah. When other planets sh- shit get crashes by asteroids into it. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, is that a universal thing or is that something that is really weird? Only the moon does that. Uh, mm-hmm. That would be some interesting data. If anybody has any data on that, you know, drop it in, you know, drop us an email because I would love to see that. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't feel like the craters on earth are very deep either. And mm-hmm. I feel like they would be more spread out on the moon because you, when an asteroid is entering the earth's atmosphere or a comet, well, comets don't enter the Earth's atmosphere. Don't listen to me. I'm, just, I'm hungover. Uh, but <laughs> I am hungover today. But, oh, an uh, asteroid. So you uh, said an, ast- an asteroid? If an asteroid enters yeah, the if, atmosphere? It, yeah. yeah if, 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 it, if something comes into the Earth's atmosphere, then you're getting resistance from the Earth's atmosphere, which will burn it up. You know, yeah. So it'll reduce in size coming into the Earth's atmosphere, making the impact less than it would be if you had no atmosphere via the moon i didn't think about then Mm -hmm. you know if the moon if the moon doesn't have you know because and that's an explosion pattern that also has you know there's air that is you know there's a reaction with air and maybe that increases it i don't know i have to look at like you know i would have to look at impacts Mm-hmm. on you know in a vacuum versus in air uh but i feel yeah. like mm-hmm. if you uh, that's an experiment that probably has been done and uh, uh i would assume that that would be why it would be more spread out is because there's less air resistance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if something hits and something it doesn't have an explosionary further. Yeah, it, if it doesn't have an explosionary reaction because it's not interacting with air molecules, then perhaps it wouldn't go as deep. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. either that or, you know, the, the moisture making like, you know, like a muddy kind of consistency. Maybe it's easier to displace something like that with a with an impact. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Good point too. Yeah, but uh, well, what do you guys think about the idea? Because like, um, when I was doing this research, I was just like, you know, I, I actually did my research because I, I I hate this theory so much. <laughs> I love it too. Uh, yeah, don't mess with space. That's yeah. my jam. Yeah, and uh, but it was interesting that people pointed out that in ancient uh, lore and in uh, art and some other uh things that that are from ancient times the moon is not found to exist yeah in those works of art oh yeah i forgot about that what do you guys think about that oh my gosh what do you guys think about that just because it's not mentioned to exist doesn't mean it didn't exist i mean just because it didn't (laughs) occur in in a story or a poem or whatever doesn't mean that that it wasn't there. It just could mean that it was so like they took it for granted because that's the only light that they had in the sky. It was always there except when there was a new moon and obviously it wouldn't be shining and they could Mm -hmm. see the stars way better than we could today with all of our light pollution. So they would have been way more intimately familiar with the moon and stars and all of those 
how, how all of those were presented from the Earth's surface um, because of the simple fact of light pollution. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I Just because it doesn't yeah. get featured in stories doesn't mean that it didn't exist. <laughs> isn't, isn't there an ancient story carved on some temple that is a story of how the moon came to be? Like when the moon was added to the sky, I feel like I saw something about in that Egypt too. Maybe that was it. I don't know. There was I, there I, was some ancient thing, but it's like you know maybe we're misinterpreting it. Who knows? Well, it's from a but what about from a storytelling what, what, and historical perspective? And uh, this is actually quite explainable because when you're talking about the history of storytelling, one thing that you know is that um, people people from ancient cultures or you know very old cultures even um they had certain methods of storytelling and things like fables were employed Mm -hmm. so like you know how the moon came to be could have been a story that was told to children to simply explain why it was there kind of like how you know how the zebra got its stripes how the um how the giraffe got its spots how the sun came into being how the earth came Mm -hmm. into being i mean we have whole religions that revolve around these stories about how all of these celestial objects and animals and people came to came into being and a lot of us can identify like if you were to read you know rudyard kipling and started um you know dissecting whether you thought his stories were true or false and whether or not animals could talk, you'd probably come to the conclusion pretty quickly that all of those are literary devices, that they're all metaphorical, that they're being employed to tell a bigger story about how the world works. Um, And Mm -hmm. I think this is where, I think this is really where we get conspiracy theories is when the literalists walk into the room and they take something super literally like they do. And then, you know, they're like, well, this has to be how it is. And then they employ black and white thinking to say it has to be this way because this one thing said this one thing. And then they don't want to consider anything else. Um, yeah. But I mean, all we know is what we're told. And yeah, so I was actually <laughs> super, super excited when I found out that the origin of this was H.G. Wells. And I was like, oh, yeah. yes, maybe someday <laughs> I could write a novel that will then be taken literally and turn into a conspiracy theory and I'll be famous yes. forever. Yay. It's yeah. every writer's Good dream. Yeah. Wow. Right. So I was actually super excited about that and had a good laugh about it and you know that's true though i mean there are fantastic stories and we humans choose to take a little kernel of that and run with it and say oh this must be the truth you know or just our 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 memories are are uh, one of these episodes we have to talk about the mandela effect you know about people misremembering things because that fascinates me so much. Um, Me too. (laughs) I studied psychology and that absolutely fascinates me. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I I could go on for that. But anyway, we'll we'll have to do that. Yeah. It's like maybe one of these ancient cultures came up with a crazy story about the moon and then it just stuck. And now we're looking back at these hieroglyphics and carvings and going, oh, this is what they really believed. 
but it's like maybe it was just some story that the head of the tribe made up and told everyone and they were like well we trust this guy because yeah, <laughs> he's our could, leader and... it could have been a poem an ancient poem because or, yeah, not all exactly. poetry rhymes not all poetry has a meter or you know a, a turn of verse that's consistent mm -hmm. so we tend as westerners would tend to think that poetry might need to rhyme or have a a certain meter associated with it but that's actually not true and there are many cultures who you know thought of poetry as something that was just very beautiful words um and mm -hmm. unexpected phrasings and you know maybe things that were magical or mysterious inside yeah. of it you know like it just wasn't what we think it is today and um you know i think that's another thing is time it passes and ideas come and go and we do forget because of the mandela effect <laughs> like we forget mm -hmm. about things we and our and we do this collectively as a species so you know things that that are lost to time that might have been either a story or a or an instance of poetry gets taken literally thousands of years later when it's unearthed. <laughs> it's just, I mean, okay. It's but going funny. back to the moon though, there's no, it is, there's no denying though that the moon has like an effect on us. Right. I mean, yeah. like on, yeah. on earth, on the oceans, on even, I mean, does science, what does science say about the moon having an effect on people? You know, you hear like, Oh, ERs are more full on full moons because there's more accidents happening. Yeah, that's more absolutely crazy shit happens. Yeah, that's, so that's true. Like, that's, yeah, that's real. That's factual right? data. That's yeah. factual data. So that's a there are more car accidents and uh, more people in the ER statistically mm -hmm. on uh, full moons during full <clears throat> moons. The moon's fucking. That with is. Us. Uh, there's also hormonal uh, behaviors in the brain that yeah change based on is you that know, because humans are mostly made of water and the moon is affecting the water down here like it infects well, the ocean okay so i don't know i i don't i don't know that that's a thing because it, whether mm. or not you, the earth's shadow is covering part of the moon yeah doesn't change the force that the moon has on earth it's yeah. just how much of the moon you see yeah, yeah, yeah. so for for saying like the full moon idea, um, I, I feel like that's more of a psychological thing than anything else. Um, but with uh, with regards to you know how the moon affects us, I mean, the, the tides are created because of the moon. The Earth, the 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 gravitational full pull from the moon moves the earth's crust so the earth is not a like a perfect circular ball it's always elongated towards the moon and as mm -hmm. the moon moves the the earth pull of the earth moves as well so we mm -hmm. are always slightly elongated towards the moon because of the gravitational pull mm. interesting so i so wonder if it that's is a, a force. simple like matter of balance so if you're you know elongated in a certain direction and I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're, I, I have no idea. I'm, my brain just, I, was, yeah. I crapped out mm. half of a theory, thought, <laughs> thought better of it after I opened my mouth. And now I'm like, you know what? No, no. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I 
well. Yeah, but I mean, there's no denying that, you know, because we can feel the force of gravity. We could, you know, we see evidence of the force of gravity and, uh, you know, the pull of the earth here. I mean, we're not like the earth is moving very fast and we're not flying off of it for some reason. Yeah. So that's you know, also weird. <laughs> no, it really isn't, but <laughs> new conspiracy uh, really <laughs> Well, yeah, because yeah, well, that's no, you just have to look at or, uh, like space as a, as a, sheet or a blanket and if you put a heavier object on it everything that's you know near the object goes with the object so the earth is so much bigger than us that we are just pulled into its gravitational pull because we weigh nothing yeah Mm -hmm. in comparison so it makes total sense like that's not a and and space doesn't have an up and a down and a right and a left so like Mm -hmm. you know you just they, those kind of ideas you just have to you know be comfortable with <laughs> and right. but it's absolutely explainable but because you can feel the force of gravity on the earth and the moon has you can you can verify and test that it has a gravitational pull toward on the earth they have mm-hmm. they, you know they they work together and the earth is pulling the moon the moon is pulling the earth mm. There's nothing to say that that force does not have some kind of effect on humans or life on Earth because, you know, it is it is a force and we know it's there. Yeah, it's maybe it's hard for us to even understand exactly what the impact is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we there are, you know, things on Earth do tend to move in a lunar cycle. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's that's that's just factual. But you know, it's, there's nothing saying that the moon like came to the earth or the moon came from the earth. It could have just been formed from materials that were not quite in the earth's gravitational field. You know, how were the planets made? The planets were made by, you know, materials coming together, gases coming together and forming and, you know, uh, circling and, you know, that's how everything was formed. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it, the moon is sitting in this perfect place where it's not necessarily being it's it it's not being pulled towards earth and it's it's slowly moving away from earth but that's just where those materials just happen to come together and you know become form a moon interesting yeah it's possible Hmm. and i now that we're you know getting into the real like nitty-gritty scientific facts that you know that drive i prefer everything I prefer garbage science but, oh i love know. garbage science it's so fun. i know you do garbage mm-hmm. science is so fun it's i will never ever ever say that conspiracy theories are completely worthless because they're great entertainment and entertainment is worth something um so oh, yeah. it's it's wonderful and i love them for their storytelling but like when i'm sitting here hearing all this hardcore science I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute. How many people have actually been to the moon? Not very many of us, right? Only a mm-hmm. small handful of people. And how well, many It takes a lot to get to the moon. So if we extend that boundary, how many people have been sitting around in NASA's control center or other control centers when, you know, there were launches? Well, more people then. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. a wider a wider pool of people. So Yeah. It's still not big, though. We're still talking mm-hmm. like 
in the low thousands of people. We're not maybe yeah. even the hundreds, you know, still. Mm -hmm. And um, so if we're talking about, a, you know, the majority of even just American society from the 19 early 1900s forward in time to today, that's a whole lot of people that have missed out on witnessing what has actually happened when scientists and astronauts landed on the moon or went on other space journeys or were sitting around in a control room watching it all happen remotely. Um, I mean, not a lot of us are privy to this information. And then if you extend the idea of privilege, you understand that not everybody has gotten to learn about it in college either. They don't teach this stuff in high school. They don't teach it in middle school. They don't teach it in elementary school. They teach it in college. And how many people can afford to go to college? Well, mm. that's also, mm -hmm. you know, it's more than there were before, right? But it's not everybody. And when yeah. you're sitting around, you know, when you when you have the when the best that you could have was a middle school or high school education. A lot of these more simplistic views of, you know, a hollow moon, they seem plausible because these, you know, scientific principles, we'll call them, were, you know, they were very easy to grasp. They were stated in plain English from the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. People could understand them. And because people had very basic knowledge about things like gravity and how the moon might work and the fact that it's up in space and that we can't see all but one side of it, you know, like if that's all the information you're working with, then literally anything is possible, even a hollow moon. So this is very much a story of privilege versus um, not yeah, privilege. privilege. <laughs> yeah. So very, very few people, very few people will be able to witness this themselves. And then we just yeah. have to trust that the scientists, what they're giving us is what they say it is. And what's harder for a conspiracy theorist than trust? <laughs> right? What's harder? Yeah. Literally mm -hmm. nothing. They're not a yeah. trusting bunch. No. Well, I don't think that scientists are necessarily trusting bun bunches either. It's just that hmm. scientists... Point. Yeah, you're you're taught to question everything. I mean, right, true. Have you ever written a scientific <laughs> research paper? They suck because <laughs> you know. But you have to be open to that discourse, and that's what science is. Is you know, I have this discovery. Then people come together to try to bash mm -hmm. your discovery and disprove it. Like that's mm -hmm. yeah, or well, you know, or prove it and. But mm -hmm. it's not that you take that personally. It's all in the pursuit of what is the actual truth. Right. And yeah. So I don't, in that way, I don't think conspiracy theorists and scientists think all that differently. You're yeah. right about, you might, you know what? That is correct. They don't think super differently. I think the real difference is that scientists are open to changing their minds if facts are presented that, you know, that disprove their original theory. Whereas people, uh, you know, everyday people, we're taught to just get along and be polite to other people and having a, an argument about somebody's beliefs out in public 
you know, especially if we don't know them is frowned upon. It's considered impolite to do, you know. So if somebody mm-hmm. comes up to you and, you're, and they're like, you know, I believe that the flying spaghetti monster is absolutely the god of this world and he is 100% real in his in his nice. gluteniness or whatever, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like you can't like by the rules of our culture, you can't be like, you know what, that's actually not true. And I'll tell you why. Like it's it's something that's frowned upon to do. The more polite thing to do, according to American culture, would be like, oh, really? Well, that's an interesting belief. And then just change the subject if you're uncomfortable mm-hmm. with it. You know, like it's all yeah. passive unless you're aggressive. on Twitter. Unless yeah, you're on unless Twitter. You're on, I mean, X. And oh, yeah. I, oh, oh. no, what? You know what? Sorry, I refuse yeah. to call it X. <laughs> Fuck you, Elon. Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. um, I, Twitter is its dead name. Twitter, dead, I'm gonna continue dead, dead naming it. <laughs> but this no, is the only thing though. I will dead name. <laughs> yes, in person when you're talking, you can't you can't just talk about this shit with anybody in person. No. And then if you talk about it online, everyone is so polarized. You're not gonna have a constructive conversation about it. Scientists mm-hmm. and conspiracy theorists are never going to get along in the same forum. They just fight each other, you know? Well, I wonder about that because I wonder if the... Do you do you think that there's been a rise in belief in conspiracy theories because of social media and the internet? Or you know what? Uh, just, has it always been? Like, I just saw think? something about this the other day. And the conclusion was that, no, there are not more conspiracy theories now. I think they're just spread around a lot more. You know, the more information people have heard faster. of them. Right, right, yeah. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes sense. But, yeah, but I mean. We've always looked for ways to explain things. But yeah, it wasn't until the internet was invented and we could just get information around within seconds that you can really spread this shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, all it takes is just a few seconds for people to read a post that you've written online about some conspiracy theory. And you could have made it up out of thin air and people will be like, oh, whoa, yeah. really? Oh, my God. Like, because they just mm-hmm. don't question what they're reading in the way that they should. Yes. Um, in light of you can't believe media. anything you read online. Yeah. 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 You, you can't. You just don't know who to trust online. It sucks. Right. It does kind of suck. And I feel like we're also operating with a whole lack of empathy on the subject when we talk about conspiracy theorists and conspiracy theories not taking into account, you know, that certain demographics of people, overwhelmingly, you know, impoverished people are going to be more likely to believe in those things. And I mean, that's not exactly their fault. They tried. Mm. They did the best they could with what they had. And I don't think it's anybody's place to be super, super mean to them, except the flat earthers. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, like, but so in that way, would you say that conspiracy theories are, can be comparative to uh, like religion in that, you know, the mm. less educated you tend to be, the more you tend to subscribe Mm. to those ideals Mm, that's possible but i'm and also you know some some like little sects of this of these beliefs they kind of 
do operate on a more spiritual level. And in fact, spirituality becomes entwined in a lot of this stuff, kind of like hollow moon theory being intertwined yeah. with collective consciousness, which being and right. that's because it's a moon trap. It, it's yeah. a soul, yes. soul trap, trap, isn't it? Right. The moon, mm-hmm. the moon trap. is a space station that is a it's a soul trap. Exactly. You heard it here, yep. folks. Yep, you heard it yep. here. <laughs> that's what that's what some people think that the moon is like the control center for the if the that was soul true trap the net. Yeah. If that was true, wouldn't there be a way to measure energy leaving the Earth and get going towards the moon? What if it's well, a special kind can't... of energy we've never yes, heard? Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we, can't, we can't see everything. We can't see all the dimensions. We, When a soul leaves a person's body, if a soul exists, you know, like we can't really measure that, even though didn't we talk about how your, your weight goes down by a little bit after you die? But, you know, yeah. so maybe theoretically the soul has a weight. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's all kinds of things we can't see. You know, if you, if you, move your arm and create a little bit of wind that's like an energy wave right there right like you could knock something over with that force but i'm sure that they are well but there you know you you have there's technology that can measure that well yeah that's true that's true but yeah maybe you know, that's why we have sensors and you know yeah but we you can't know, measure james webb space telescope uh-huh. has so many of those cool things on it that thing and sick. now we're looking far into space yeah. and the, but I, can we look at i have a hard on yeah. for the james webb space <laughs> telescope <laughs> I, I am in love with the james webb space telescope you need to get in a room alone with the telescope I, <laughs> yes. 10 minutes 10 yeah. minutes oh, just 10 minutes naughty naughty things <laughs> to the james webb but we can't measure what's going on past what we just can observe with our human eyes you know you know what? You know what? I've just realized. I think this is a freaking conspiracy. We had a whole sex talk on our other podcast, Basel Tov, <laughs> and Annette the entire time was like, "I don't want to be talking about this. If I had pearls, I would clutch them right here." And here she is oh, talking about the actual. James Webb Telescope in very inappropriate and naughty terms. Annette, <laughs> that's how much she loves. <laughs> because that's because that's, that's not possible for me to do. So it's that that. that it's just theoretical. All right. Okay? Fine. <laughs> if you're talking about my actual personal life, we Fair don't enough. go there. I'll just Fair have enough. to write yes. an erotica about Annette and the James Webb telescope and oh. make it real. <laughs> there you go. Put it on the blog. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I you know what? Continue. Patreon subscribers, they get a copy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, put somebody plug that into an AI uh, image creator, image to text. Go. <laughs> oh, yes. God, that would be oh, insane. Man. Seriously, how big is that? How big is the telescope? Oh, it's huge. It's massive. Oh, okay. It's absolutely yeah, massive. Well, well. I'm sure it is. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it had to. It had to. They had to fold it up. And put it into the payload of a, of a spaceship and to get it into space. And then it had to like mechanically unfold and unravel. It oh, wow. is Whoa. the coolest thing in engineering I've ever seen. And if you get a chance to watch how did the James Webb Space Telescope like un- <laughs> unravel in space, it's mm-hmm. so cool. Okay. <laughs> like, 
Nerd alert. Super. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Like, it's, it's okay. so I love it. We all yeah, have but, our nerdy place. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, but I believe in the James Webb Space Telescope. I don't believe mm-hmm. that the moon is hollow, and uh, I, 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 I fail to see any evidence that would even make me go, ah, oh, with that whole theory. I'm still for open me. to the idea. I, I, I feel like the moon is weird and fucked up, and we don't understand it completely. And so That's there's fair. reptilian beings controlling it from the inside. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, so. I mean, but if that was the criteria for believing in something, I mean, we don't even understand our own brains yet. Like, oh, the I know. The brain is That's still the very. That's the thing. We don't know shit. Humans don't. We think we're so smart. <laughs> we're yeah. and we are, but you know, there's so much we don't understand. So all we can do is talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> and try to figure and, it out together. See, and and make and the I think the common thread that happens in stuff where you know people hear it and they're like, oh, pff, a conspiracy theory. Like you know those stories that people hear and immediately their reaction is to roll their eyes or make some kind of horrible sound like, oh. Pff, or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. So those stories all have something in common. And that is a pretty glaring lack of real hard scientific data associated with them. There are other no. conspiracy theories, though, that do have little bits and pieces of of real data. And, and that is, you know, really interesting. And then it becomes a little more confounding because it's all the more plausible once you get a few mm-hmm. pieces of hard data, but the hollow moon theory has absolutely no scientific data that I could find that's like real, reasonable, reliable data. Um, I And even Wikipedia says that there is no scientific data supporting the hollow moon or spaceship moon theory. It's, but maybe that's the conspiracy. That is the oh, conspiracy. It has been covered up. It's a giant mm-hmm. cover-up, people. It's because the United States government and NATO and everybody else knows, all those governments, the one world government knows that mm-hmm. the uh, moon is hollow and that it's being piloted around by extraterrestrials and they're in on it and they're helping us, they're helping a mind control us, which is why everybody gets in car crashes on the full moon. And totally. And it's that is just a thing, guys. All the world leaders are, they're just reptilians in disguise. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Some of their masks are starting to peel off, I think. Have you seen Uh Joe Biden's face lately? Oh. I think he, I think it's possible he had a, uh, like a mini stroke or something and they've been uh, pumping his face with prednisone. Oh, it looks like prednisone. Just tell us then. I know. Sometimes I wish that, you know, that our general public could be understanding enough that we could have that level of transparency. But, you know, yeah, I know not. that the assumption <laughs> is that that's not going to be a thing. So then they cover it up, which only adds to the level of distrust. It's just a terrible cycle. Um, well, and that's is. even with conspiracy theories, like the, the, the part of conspiracy theories and why they exist is because every single one, even the stupid flat earth. Okay. They have just a grain of something that's true mm-hmm. enough to make you go, hmm, oh. I could be right. Yeah. 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 No, that's and the thing. Unless you have a very curious 
scientific mind, you're not going to go out and really think about, you know, how some of these. So that's going back to saying, you know, if the less educated you are, Mm-hmm. the more likely that, you probably yeah. are to like you know believe. i love going down these conspiracy theory rabbit holes and i mm-hmm. love reading about them and sometimes i do get kind of wrapped up in them and i'm thinking i'm starting to question you know something that i thought i knew and but it's it's good to go out and try to disprove those theories you know yeah. i mean that's that's why we're talking about this shit here so or prove them get, you know yeah, yeah, yeah or, or prove, prove them you yeah. know maybe it's bring right the, bring it just talk about it. Yeah. 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 I am I am so open to people mm-hmm. bringing evidence or bringing facts to me that I can sit there and go, "Okay, that's a, you know, yeah, like, that's a valid oh, point." Be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I that's that's part of, you know, Ellen's coming from it from a very like spiritual and creative kind of side. She she tends to, you know, really you know, look at these things as, oh, it's, it could be true. And like, yeah. And (laughs) yeah, that's the create, that's the creativity side. And Mm -hmm. I come from it. I'm very, very, very logically minded. And, you know, you, you would say left brained, but that's actually not a thing. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I tend to be more logical than, you know, expressive and creative and believing and those Mm -hmm. kind of things. But, you know, both of those things, you know, if we didn't have the creativity, because a lot of these conspiracy theories, they're, they're made, they're creative. And if we didn't have that creativity, then certain pieces and parts of science wouldn't even move forward. Yeah, that's because true. there's that's a point. lot of science, there's a lot of scientific and technological advancements that mm-hmm. are inspired by science fiction and yeah. inspired by creative works. Yeah. And so, you know, it takes a creative mind to be able to think of something that's new and different. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I always, I very much applaud and admire that about, you know, people. Mm-hmm. But, uh, on the other side, you know, we take the inspiration and then we go, okay, well, how do we make this work? Is it possible? Mm-hmm. And I tend to come from more of that yeah. side of the fence. Because, I mean, some of the theories that we know and hold today as scientific facts were once thought of as crazy theories, you know? Everyone oh, yeah. used to think that the Earth was the center of the universe. And if you thought otherwise, yeah. then you were going to be burned at the stake, you know? Yeah. Like, You're a witch! Uh, heretic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And speaking but, I mean, of a flat now, Earth, that's actually a really old theory. And you would have been, like, a uh, heretic if you had said that the Earth was round. Oh, right. right. Round Earthers. Would yeah, you too. fall off the map. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Sail t- exactly. don't sail too far. You'll fall off the map. But we yeah. just, I guess the difference now is that we have the technology and we just, we have more knowledge now. We know so much more than we did back then yeah. with those theories. But it's almost like we know too much now and then we get in our own way and make up all these crazy theories. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the the creative aspect, it's all a balancing act. Like I kind of embody both sides of this with logic and creativity. So I can, like I'm the classic fence sitter that sits on the top of the fence and looks down into both yards. And mm-hmm. I, and I use that to my advantage if I'm telling a story. Um, 
And because of that, I can recognize storytelling when I see it. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. that's why it's hard for me to subscribe to religions and subscribe to, you know, systems of belief or, um, you know, conspiracy theories. And some of them will interest me a great deal. And I'll be like, oh, my gosh, this could explain things. And I'll get all excited about it and be like, oh, it's just not logically lining up, you know, and and. You know, I think that it's really important to have that balance because if I had no logic, I could easily see myself just being like, I totally believe that, you know, whatever religion is, is the, the truth, you Mm, know, like I could mm -hmm. see myself subscribing. Yeah, and not question it. Exactly. So I think that like, you know, out there in society, any society, um, it's important for the creatives and the scientific community to you know, have that meeting of the minds and, you know, be the checks and balances for each other. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. nothing but hard logic leaves little room for creativity and new ideas. And nothing but creativity leaves little room for logic and real plausible stories, you know, like, so there just has to be a balance in everything. Yep. Yeah, for me, good. Yeah, for me, balance definitely balance is is a thing, and I I very much appreciate the creative. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like the moon being hollow. I mean, there's a lot of science behind that that disprove that. Theories that I would sit there and I would question more would be things like the Loch Ness monster or Bigfoot, because is it possible mm-hmm. that there's a species that exists on Earth that you know that we don't we know haven't about? been able to. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we don't know about. Well, it happens all the time. Like yeah. we, we find, do find new species, and yeah. so for me, that th- those those are a little bit more like, hmm. yeah. And uh, you know, but with the with the moon being hollow, I'm gonna just put my stamp on no. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, as well, a skeptic, hard to no. find out someday for sure. When we carve it open. Yeah, when we get a uh, giant moon, celestial moon knife, moon <laughs> we just get a big bread knife and we saw it in we, half and then we can yeah. see, or we get mm-hmm. a big hammer and we clunk it on the head and be like, hey, look, the middle of the jawbreaker is red. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. There you just go. Just take core samples. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, we need to know. We, yeah, inquiring <laughs> minds want to know. Hollow moon theorists really want to know. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so this has been a really. What do you interesting... think, Ellen? What is your conclusion? Well, I I think I kind of already said what I was thinking, but I I I just believe that the moon is weird, and we'll never truly know everything about it, and so I I just feel like there's some strangeness to it. Is it hollow? So you're one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something weird about the moon. I don't know if it's hollow though, but hmm. if if someone told me, yes, it definitely is, wouldn't completely surprise me. Yeah, I I like it as a story. I really do. I think it's amazing. <laughs> like, I think it's it, awesome it's cool that, you know, an author in 1901 could troll us even now. It's like, really cool. <laughs> um I, nice job, HD. Nice job. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't know if it's possible for the moon to be hollow for so many reasons. Um, I, I would be absolutely open, like Annette said, to 
real scientific data that could point to the moon being hollow or some kind of a construct? Because is it possible? Yes, Mm -hmm. many things are possible. Is it plausible, though? Well, no, not really with the set of data that we're currently working with. It's not really that plausible. Um, it's But you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance <laughs> that I, yeah, that, that we are mm-hmm. all quite mistaken and that this thing is some kind of a spy ship or whatever. Um, but I don't think that it is Occam's based razor. on what I know. Yeah. Maybe it's the Death Star. Hmm? The Death Star. It's no moon. That is no moon. That's a space station. That's no moon. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I think people just kind of, you know, if they can't explain something, they go for what they can't explain and then kind of start comparing it to other things they think they know very well. And, you know, that's how these things come about. But I really doubt that the moon is hollow. (laughs) At this time, I mean, prove me wrong. Go ahead, prove me wrong. Like, <laughs> do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I welcome Let it. Let us know what you think, listeners. We yeah, wanna know, we want to know your opinion. If you're sitting around on YouTube watching, you know, go ahead and fill in your opinion or your facts and links and stuff like that. We'll definitely go look at them. Um, yeah, I mean, we might be horribly wrong here. <laughs> Ooh, and give us a like too if you'd like. Oh yeah, that like and subscribe. <laughs> Smash that like button. Oh my god, I know, right? Like <laughs> Is there any way to get somebody to like your video without saying smash that subscribe button or hit the bell or whatever? Like mm-hmm. is there any way to really do it? <laughs> Had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thank you for listening to all of our um information and our ideas and the reasons that we are thinking one way or the other. Um, there's a lot out there to know and also not to know. And, you know, we'd be absolutely insane if we were all saying that we knew everything, which is why these conspiracy theories start in the first place, because people don't know something that they want to know. And then they try to fill in the blank and then just say, you know, refuse to say that they don't know. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, (laughs) it's always interesting to see what the what the mind comes up with when faced with a giant question mark. So, Thank you for listening to this giant question mark. And we'll be back next time with another big old question mark to dissect here on Sage, Skeptic, and Storyteller. Bye. Bye. Bye.